Hello and welcome to the Slow Tycoon podcast. In this episode of the podcast, I shall be expanding on why I think that the death penalty should or the capital punishment should be abolished. So, two days ago, uh, 41-year-old Quinton Jones was executed on the 19th of May 2021 for the murder of his great-aunt Bertha Bryant in 1999. Back then, he was 20 years old and happened to be high on heroin and cocaine during the murder. After being incarcerated for more than 20 years, where he spent 23 hours a day in solitary confinement, his family members, including the sister of the victim, Bertha Bryant, had forgiven him and he had become a much improved man who was willing to live a generous life full of hope. However, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, rejected the petition for his clemency and thus he was executed. Before we proceed, let us define the key terms in play here. Capital punishment, also known as the death penalty, is the state-sanctioned killing of a person as punishment for a crime. The sentence ordering that someone is punished with the death penalty is called the death sentence and the act of carrying out such a sentence is known as an execution. But is the judicial response of death penalty for horrendous crimes really appropriate? It is often claimed by the defendants of this practice that the capital punishment is an effective tool to deter crime. It is often argued that the death penalty sends a strong message that violent crimes in any form will not be tolerated. However, the claim is not backed by any substantial evidence. According to reports from Amnesty, in 2004, in the West, the average murder for states that used the death penalty was 5.71 per 100,000 of the population as against 4.02 per 100,000 in states that did not use it. In 2003, in Canada, 27 years after the country abolished the death penalty, the murder rate had fallen by 44% since 1975 when death penalty was still enforced. Therefore, the claims of defendant of death penalty make is not founded on any evidence. Also to note here, I think people wrongly focus on the death penalty as an effective way to deter crimes. I think as the example from Canada show, death penalty is not actually correlated with deterrence in crimes, but there are other factors in play here. And I think investing in making sure those other factors are all right, I think is the best way to get rid of such horrendous crimes. The death penalty is an irreversible process. And once the sanctity of human lives is violated, there is no turning back. The judicial process at its very absolute efficiency will always be prone to mistakes and thus there will always be a chance of wrongful convictions. Since 1973, 185 former death row prisoners have been exonerated or absolved of all charges related to the wrongful convictions that had put them on death row in the US. About 20 people were executed including Carlos de Luna who were later found to be very highly likely to be innocent. De Luna's case of innocence was honored when a group of Columbia Law School faculty and students almost accidentally decided to study his case. You can read up more about the case in the podcast details. Given that the death penalty is used in skewed justice systems, it already disproportionately affects marginalized groups in terms of socioeconomic backgrounds or belonging to a racial, ethnic or religious minority as they have limited legal representations also, oftentimes, countries, especially in the Middle East, have the death penalty for ridiculous crimes such as apostasy, which is leaving a particular religion, and blasphemy. 
death penalty against these actions act as an impediment to social liberties all human beings are entitled to enjoy such as freedom of speech and freedom of belief this can also be used by a very corrupt government to get rid of its political opposition to power and overthrow a perfectly working democratic system to establish a pseudo democracy the iranian kurdish activist Ehsan Fatehin was hung to death in 2009 by the Iranian government for helping the Kurdish opposition group Komele. I think it is often stated that there are certain criminals whom we think should certainly deserve the death penalty and have no way of turning back to a normal life or that families of victims can only find solace and peace through execution. Even if I grant that line of argumentation, would I like the state to have the absolute authority to violate the sanctity of human lives? If you ask me I'm not willing to vouch for it. Most conservatives such as the governor of Texas claim to be pro-life and think that abortions should be criminalized. As a matter of fact, a day or two ago, Governor Abbott signed a law that bans abortions as early as 6 weeks. He is the very same man who declined Quinton Jones's clemency. These are the very same individuals who think that the medieval age barbaric practice of death penalty is reflective of a modern justice system. To them I would say that you cannot be pro life and be a supporter of the death penalty simultaneously human lives are not the property of the state and thus the judicial system can in no way dispose of them as shirin hawk from naripakho once said the state cannot take away something that it cannot give life thank you so very much for listening thank you so much for listening to this episode of the slow tycoon podcast if you like this episode please don't forget to like and subscribe thank you so very much for joining